Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. So what are you doing now? Well, I found this old statue in our boss's office, and I was just thinking, you know, Eric Almarola's here. Why Wait, not use... you have a boss? Yes. <laughs> yeah, we got a couple. I was wow, thinking, you know, yeah. since you're here, we'll use one of these Go and Bowling... you're still employed. I know, amazingly. <laughs> we'll use one of these Go Bowling bowling balls, put it right there, and then suddenly the statue's way cooler, so... Yeah, let's use All the right. one with your face on it, because it's going in our boss's office. I don't want, I don't want to get in trouble. See what he did? That's yeah. clever. Yeah. If it rolls, you hold on to it, okay? Wait, wait. Safety has no holiday. Yes, yeah, safety never takes a holiday. Oh, you thanks. need these. These are old bubble goggles? I don't know, man. As thick as those glasses are, you may be set already. I got the Put pliers. On. You got the pliers? You want me to go ahead and take this off of here? Yeah. All right. Wait! Let's start the show. But it's not really my trophy. We can't do that. Chicken soup. Welcome to Motor Mobs, oh, everybody. Rutledge Wood here with Cal Petty and our returning guest from Stuart Haas Racing, our friend Mr. Eric Almarola. Eric, welcome back to the program. Yes. I am so excited. <laughs> we are too. And I almost wore a purple plaid shirt, and no yet way. I said, wow. mm, maybe not today. Luckily, you stepped up. Good I was call. I was hopeful when I left the house that uh, I would at least not have the same shirt on as yeah. Good God. call. Well, good you call. nailed it. Janice let's, picked it out. That's true. Oh, good. Janice is in the house. We're so yes, excited. Guys, let's get to our starting grid. Let's just kick this thing off right. Is Michigan the place where drivers are going to see retribution following Sunday's events at the Glen? I'm not sure if anybody noticed, but there was a lot of wrecking going on. A lot of, excuse me, I belong here. Yes. Uh, speaking of road courses, we're going to discuss if more should be added to the cup schedule. We want to know what you're thinking. And the Xfinity Series is going to be at Mid-Ohio this weekend. Our grassroots will make a stop in the Buckeye State today. Look wow. at that thing. Now, as always, we want to hear from you guys on Motormouth, so be sure to give us a call at 844-NASCAR-NBC or go to the social media route. You can use the hashtag, let me say this. Our man, Nate Ryan, is in the house. Eric, is he wearing a blazer? Yes, he is. Yes, yes he, he is. is. Yes, he is, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, yeah, before we get to the phones, Eric, let's just start it right off with a new thing I'd like to call Get Your Shift Together. He pulled it off. He did. He pulled it off without what? a net. That, that was so net. risky. That, that was, was so risky, risky, man. He's what right happened with your shifter? Because yes. when you hear it over the radio, story. pass me some tape, and, and your description... I remember Steve Latart going, uh, I don't know if he can fix that yeah. with tape. So because we didn't I don't know if you know this, but I went to school for two and a half years for mechanical engineering degree. Oh. So, so you I know can, how to use duct tape. I can do a lot of stuff with duct tape. Yes. Okay. I can do no, a lot of stuff with duct tape. No. So what happened was there the shifter comes off, there's an elbow piece that comes up, it comes back towards me, then elbows up again. The second elbow where the where it goes up, it came loose. 
And so the shifter was literally, every time I hit a curb, it was going left, right, upside down. And the scariest one is when it goes upside down. Because when you reach for the shifter to go downshift yeah. or upshift, it's not there. So uh, I, I, I live with that the whole first stage. Um, every time you're getting to a braking zone, you're, you know, you're going 120 miles an hour, 160 miles an hour getting yeah. to the bus stop, and I'm looking for where the shifter is going to be because it's always in a different location. So after the first stage, uh, we pitted, got duct tape, and I taped that joint all together to yeah. where it would stay in one location. It still moved a little bit, whatever the, the tape would give, but uh, we made it through. So. That was almost, uh, that was crisis averted. Big time. So here, here's my question. How much engineering goes into a four-piece shifter? Uh, more than we thought. A, a, a lot, lot more than we way thought. Way more. A lot a lot more because I just assumed I mean, it, just, came out. it came out. And that's then there's a ball. And there's a ball on the end and that's no. it. No. No, it's got to be. Silly me. It's because you're be trying light. to. It's got to be, it's gotta be ergonomically correct. Right. It's got to be lightweight. Sure. And it's got to be durable. And how close? We missed one Durable. We were close. We you were two one. out of three. Because <laughs> how close to the steering wheel is your shifter there? Because it's really important. Obviously, it depends on which what corner lap, he was in. Right. Yeah, what lap he was on. So, so one lap, it was really, really close. And then the next corner, it would be really, really far away. <laughs> um, but we got it all fixed. And so much of that, you know, for people that don't know, on a road course like that, you know, so much of you're hard on the brakes, but you're also using those, those gears to help slow yeah. you down. Yeah. But the engine, like, that's... That's insane to yeah. think of you're trying to find it before you go. Exactly. So there's a couple times uh, in stage one I missed uh, I missed a couple corners because uh, I didn't get the downshift. And so it's really, really hard to get the car slowed down in the braking zone when you're when you're trying when you're expecting to use the engine to help the car <laughs> slow down yeah. and uh, and you don't get that downshift because you can't find the shifter. Right. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you know, at, once we got that fixed, it was it was back to normal. But it is really, really that, road course racing is challenging enough for me. Right. All right. I don't need a shifter going every which yeah. way while I'm trying to upshift, downshift. So uh, yeah. Did you know during the race that the drama for most other people oh, wait minute, was wait going through the We're roof? shifting gears on subject. Yeah, let's just shift gears. I just went over there and shifted. Hey, Sorry. get your shift together. <laughs> Man, Did you, you are know? right on the edge today. Twice. Did you know that, that the drama was ratcheting up for everybody else? Like, how, I had no how much can you tell? No, yeah. I had no idea. I had no idea what was going on. I, so when I go to Sonoma and Watkins Glen, and, and the Roval for that matter, I go there with one intention and one intention only. Mind my own business <laughs> and stay on the racetrack. Right. Because like when I watch this move, the one thing I wanted to ask you is, have you ever tried to wreck someone and then immediately gotten in front of them thinking this will be a good idea? Mm. Because there's no way that was going to work out well for Kyle Busch. Yeah. So all the way back from when I started go-kart racing, I learned that it's never okay to wreck somebody. But if you are going to, mm -hmm. Make sure you do it properly. Yeah, yeah. have an escape route. Have right. an escape. Yeah. Make sure, make sure you wreck them hard enough to where they can't get back to. And you. That, that's and that's good. It, we have you on here as an analyst. Yeah. Okay. So, I, and I don't want to get you in trouble. but no, you're I, fine. I do want. I do want to go this way. Is as a young driver because yeah. we heard a couple of comments from the younger drivers. Like here's about, one about respect. Like, oh, yeah. And I'll show here's you, another I'll about show respect. You some respect. As a young driver, how do you handle these situations? Okay, yeah. because obviously we've got William Byron and Bubba Wallace racing against people they don't normally race against. Right. Vice versa, Kyle having to race those guys that he doesn't normally race. So it's a different game. How do you handle them as a young driver? And then as an established driver, how do you treat the young drivers? Uh, so for me, I've, I've 
when I came into the sport, you know, I, I had Tony Stewart as a mentor, and Tony was yeah. really big on respect. Yeah, and and that was the way he was brought up through through you know NASCAR. So that's the way I came into the sport. I I really respected all all the veteran drivers and wanted to make sure um, that that I didn't do anything out of line. But looking back, uh, you know, when Kyle spins getting into turn one, I don't see anything that William did yeah. wrong. Like yeah. he gave him. A car width right there. I, he didn't run him down on top of the curb, so I didn't think he did anything wrong. So when Kyle got back to him and drove him through the bus stop, if I was William, I would have been like, "Hey, I I raced you clean, and and then you knocked me off the racetrack." I would have been really upset as well. So, but it is tricky because when you're when you're young and you're one of the new guys, um, if you if you give too much, if you give an inch, they'll take a mile. Yeah. And if you don't stand up for yourself, then it's even harder to yeah. get respect. But at the same time, you do have to race somewhat politely and clean yeah. so that you show you show the veteran guys like, hey, I, I can race. I, this is how I want to be raced, and, and this is how I'm willing to race you. We'll race hard. We'll race clean. Um, and when you, when you come into the sport, if you're over-aggressive and running over people, everybody sees it. And right. yeah. they immediately treat you that way. Yes. Um, so there's that balance for sure. But for me, I came in and, and was... You know, I paid the respect, yeah. and then now, you know, I've been in the sport long enough and stuff that I worry about me yeah. and my team, yeah. and and I, I race for a living. We all race. That's one thing I feel like gets lost on on the fan is not only are we out there to put on a show and entertain yeah. everybody, we race for a living. It's your job. There's a difference yeah. in pay between first, fifth, <laughs> tenth, and fortieth. Yeah. There's a big difference yeah. in pay, so we're racing literally to put food on our yeah. table, yeah. And, uh, and and I think that sometimes that's that that goes, you yeah. know, that go, that story goes untold, and that's right. the way I grew up. I grew up racing, and you know, the difference between finishing first at a Saturday night short track or finishing tenth was the difference between making sure you had enough money to pay the tire bill and the pit passes yeah. or not. Yeah, that was a great explanation. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> I took a lot of heat. Uh, on, on some comments I made Sunday yeah. about respect and, and trying to stand your ground, right. but that was a great explanation. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for covering me on that. <laughs> I, I do think. Thank I, you. I do just want to say that the moment that I saw, you know, when Kyle and Bubba are hitting each other, you're like, oh man, this is really exciting. And then Kyle pulled out in front, and I thought, bro, Bubba has no choice. <laughs> yeah. You are going around because you're now in front of him. He's yeah. just. Got, it's going to be bumper cars. But the most interesting thing to me was hearing Chad Canals on the radio say, if you don't bring that thing, if you don't bring that back basically with a scratch on it, you and I are going to have problems. Well, what's William Byron going to do? Like, yeah. well, Knock that's a champion yeah. crew chief. I know what I'll do. I'll go wreck my car by yeah. accident. I'll, oh, and that's it. Those are those moments. He got brake checked. He got brake checked. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, yeah. Huge. He got, so but that's huge. like, oh, I, I so ran a stop him, sign and I was speeding. So for him, I think that is, you know, Lesson learned. Next, mm -hmm. next time under caution when I'm going to go show my displeasure, I've learned this lesson. Yeah. And I had to learn it the hard way. When you're going to go show your displeasure, you drive up next to the guy. You don't Great drive point. up behind him. Great that point. gives him an opportunity to brake check you. So, Completely. Yeah, so yeah. every once go in a while you have to learn hard lessons. So you're saying go to the complaint window. That's yes. right. Okay, don't knock on the back door is exactly. what you're saying. Got it, got it. If you knock, what to do back, McDonald's if you knock on the back door, they're liable to show up with a gun. <laughs> that's, that's right. Hey, we are going to go deeper into the drama for last night at Watkins Glen, and you guys are going to weigh in. We're going to the phones next, one 8 Four four NASCAR NBC. Are the phone lines open? The phone lines They're are open.
this is, am I correct? This is a scene from Beyond the Ten? It is. This is your show, right? On the YouTube. There's, yeah. there's no turning back. Uh -oh. What was Legoland like? I've it, always wanted to go. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. And yeah, we're doing this uh, behind the scenes uh, documentary series called Beyond the Ten. You can go to YouTube and check it out. I know you've already subscribed, so I, I know have. that you watch I all the shows. I liked it, I subscribed, um, and I commented. It's but cool. but we're, on a, we're on our third episode, and oh, it's, cool. it's, it's neat, it's fun. Um, probably give more access than I was originally willing, <laughs> um, but it's, it's really neat to, uh, to let the fans in and see like, hey, there's way more to what goes on yeah. in Eric Emerald's life besides just showing up to, on a Sunday and driving a race car. Cool, sure. Um, so yeah, it's pretty yeah. neat. When you say give Subscribe. more access, they what? convince you to do more because they said to make a better show? Or Well, no, no, no. I, from the very beginning when, it, when I was approached about it, it was, it was going to be all access. But um, I'm a pretty private, reserved person. Mm -hmm. um, so that so was it a great term so, for all yeah. access. You're like, <laughs> so oh, you mean all that I want That's right. to give you? And they're like, no, no, no all. Yeah. We're here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're here. We're here. <laughs> Just tell us how you feel. Yeah. That's a big deal, man. Yeah, it's it really is. exciting. You know what else is a big deal? Yesterday, down in Darlington, Bubba Wallace's paint oh, yes. scheme to throw back. Take yeah. a look at this, you guys. It came out nice, man. Doesn't wow. that look great? Yeah. That is, of course, uh, a throwback paint scheme to Adam Petty's uh, car that he drove, the 45. It's so cool to see that on the car, though, with Victory Junction yeah. on there with Bubba. And to see you and your dad there uh, and Bubba together, uh, what a cool, cool moment that is. Your sister's there, too. Yeah. That, that was cool. It really was because, obviously, he won an ARCA race. He won an ASA race. It's the first time he ran a bush race. It was bush racing at the time. It was that paint scheme so... I got a little choked up, I will say that, because yeah. I hadn't seen that car outside a museum. But to see those those that car in that paint, uh, again, was pretty cool. Was yeah. Is that cool the same see. paint scheme that's on the car that's on Adam's Adam, building? Yeah, it's Adam's Adam, building. It's that, the center yeah, of camp. Yeah, and that, camp. And it's the yeah. 15th year of camp. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, it, it's, makes it was fitting. There's, and you've done a bunch of the NASCAR yeah, carnivals. You know, that's yeah. that's yeah. such a special thing it for is. the kids. Yeah. And yeah. It's a big deal. It's a really cool place. I love that. That was awesome. And then this guy drove from there to here. Back up to camp for NASCAR Carnival last Carnival night. Carnival last night. Last night, the Lives in the car. There. We're going to go back to the phones. Jacob is on the line. Jacob from Georgia. Go dogs. Uh, what's on your mind? Uh, I first want to say that I started rooting for Eric when Marcus Ambrose left because I met him through Make-A-Wish, and I became a big fan of Eric's. And also, That's awesome. I love oh, awesome, you, man. Thank when you. you were, I love you, Rutt, from when you were on Top Gear. Thank you. And... My question for Eric is, what do you think it's going to be like for Michigan, the speed difference from last year's package moving over to this year's package? Well, we actually already have had a race at Michigan with this year's package um, back in June. So we have some info and data on that. And the speed was about 20 to 25 mile an hour slower getting into turn one. But our, you know, but our cornering speed is is relatively close to what it was. We used to have to let off the gas to and and use a little bit of brake to make the corners, and now we're pretty much flat out. Um, so yeah, so the 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 top speed is is a little bit slower, uh, but the cornering speed is about the same, if not a little bit higher. So we found out this week they put PJ one there. 
I heard that. Yeah, so will that change anything? Just just throwing it out. Will that, do you think that will change the speed? You say you're already right. flat out. I mean, it's tough to change the speed when you're already flat out. It will be, but the only thing I'll say is that Michigan, it was flat out, but it was only easy flat out in one groove. Yeah, okay. Um, if, you got, if you got a little bit too high and got out of the groove, you had to let off the yeah. gas or you were going to take off and wreck. Yeah. Um, so now being able to utilize that second and a half, third groove, um, it, it just depends. It really yeah. depends. We've seen where PJ1 has been a factor, and it, it really helps the grip of the track, like Kentucky. Um, and then that becomes the preferred groove, where I don't know. I, yeah. it's, it's, it's unproven, yeah. and, and we've not seen it. Yeah. So if it, if it does add a lot of grip, um, that third lane may be an option. Yeah. It, it, would, it would be pretty cool to be able to run yeah. up there. Cool. we got time for another quick call. We're going to Tom on the line. Tom, what's on your mind? Yeah, so I got a question for Eric. Is what are the chances for Stuart Haas, all four teams making it to the playoffs? That's a great question. Man, that is a great question. Uh, the team cheerleader in me says really good. Um, the realist in me says, man, that'd be really tough. Um, I think I, has it ever been done? I don't think it's ever been done. All four teams in the playoffs? Yeah. You, didn't you guys do it last year? No, all four. He said all four in the final four. Oh, didn't the he? final yeah. four. Oh, well, playoffs. Yeah, so let's right. let's say playoffs. playoffs. Let's say playoffs. Let's say playoffs. Yeah. playoffs. Yes. I think. Yeah, I think. I think we have a really good shot of having all four cars in the playoffs. Um, I think uh, you know Kevin's already locked in with his win at Loudon. Uh, we're we're looking good. Ninety six points to the good. I think Clint has a, a small margin. Uh, he's in the playoffs, and then Daniel's just outside. But these next few racetracks are really good for us as an organization. We've run really well at Michigan. I think Daniel finished third or fourth there in the the first race this year. Uh, so it could be a good place for him and Bristol. Uh, all four of our cars were really fast there early this year. So I, I think there's some really good racetracks coming up for us. Eric, did you have a good time? Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> yeah. Come on, I know you had a great time. Last time, last time Marty Snyder was here instead of you, and it was a little better. <laughs> Guys, we have great that, news. It can't end any We have great news. It so can't what we end do any now is we do an after show. It's the on the uh, NBC Motorsports page yes, that's uh, right. on YouTube. So you can go there, watch us. We're going to take all the calls. If you're on the line, stay with us. You'll get a chance to talk to Eric Almarola. But the NASCAR Touring Series Racing is oh. next here on NBCSN. And this guy's going to bowl my face as we go to break. But come on over to the YouTube for NASCAR America Debrief. We will see you there. Bam. Makes the move. Drivers right and spins. He spins midway through the 90. Problems for William Byron at the bus stop. If I see that 18 come back around here without you knocking the out of him, we're going to have a problem. We've got front nose damage. You hit him too hard. Hood is crumpled up. We got a car in the tire barrier. 43 of Bubba Wallace. He just rubbed his over. Exactly what happened. So. Bubba Wallace and Kyle Busch beating and banging down the front stretch. I don't care if I'm two years in a rookie stretch or what. I'm going to get my respect on the track, and I don't care who it is. So. Bubba Wallace says, you're done. I'm sending you into turn one. I won't put up no So I flat out wrecked his ass back. Bubba Wallace might have to become a fan favorite with that move. Out of 43, still gets the race. If I'd have done that, I'd been parked. I won't be like, oh, it's Kyle Busch. You know, he didn't mean to. <laughs> Oh, there's a lot.
lot of truth in Jess, yes. isn't there? Yes. yes. Wow, that is so exciting, you guys. Let's go to the phones. Eric, who should we start with? Uh, Nas Carl, for sure. Let's do it. Nas Carl, are you there? Yes, sir. How y'all yes. doing today? We yes. are great, brother. Great. How you doing? I'm doing great. We hey, should get Nas Carl's address just in case he isn't on when we expect him to be. <laughs> we should call him. So we can call we, him. Yeah. Great yeah, we should point, call him Carl, what's good on point. your mind, buddy? Obviously, Eric, the playoffs are coming up. You're pretty good in the point standing, and I know you want to win. But how much in these last few races before the playoffs is it as important to get points and the stage points that are going to help you carry on in the playoffs? How important is that? Uh, it is important, but I'll tell you this. You know the best way to score a lot of points? How? Win every stage and win mm. the race. Yes. yes. Chase Elliott did that this weekend, scored yeah, 60 points. That's crazy, isn't yeah. it? That's I was crazy. two points. I was two points from passing him uh, for eighth in points, and he went and won both stages, won the race, and now I'm like 36 points. Behind no way! Him. You went yeah. from two to two behind to 36. Yeah. Wow. So wow. to answer your question, uh, you know we're we're conscious of points. We'll do everything we can to score points, but we want to win. We want to. You know we've got fast race cars, and when we've got opportunities, we want to yeah. we want to take advantage of them. If it's if it's taking advantage of winning a stage, we want to do that. Um, and if it's you know trying to put ourselves in position to win the race, we want to do that. Yeah. So if you're under that scenario, if you're a Jimmy Johnson or a Ryan Newman fan, there's still hope for you people. There's That's still right. hope. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. It was a, of that. It's a hard week for Jimmy, man. It's <laughs> a hard I'm week for Jimmy. You know, for the record, I just want to know. For the record, I don't think anyone wants to see. A seven-time champion. Like, if Jimmy ever did this to me, I would be scared. I would, too. I like, would. what's crazy about it is those two guys, of all the of people. Of all the people. Right? Like, yeah. those two guys are, yeah. like, some of the nicest they, guys. They, I know. They're, yeah. And they're, like, genuinely sweet people. Right. They're they're kind, caring so people. those two guys to get right? into it. Whoopsie. Yeah. Let's go to Matt is on the line from Tennessee. Matt, what's on your mind? Hey, uh. Kyle, I met you. First, I want to say I met you a few years ago back in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. I used a teenager used to do NASCAR reports. They called me Motorhead Matt for a local yes, radio station. Just want to say you're awesome. Thank but you, sir. Anyways, I, what I'm getting to is a few years ago, back in the truck series, uh, Kyle Bush knocked the hell out of Ron Hornaday, got suspended. You know, back years ago, uh, you would see him spinning them for the win. They get black flagged. Why are they letting Bush run over everybody and not do anything about it? No suspensions, no penalties anymore. Can I ask this question before these guys answer? Are you a Kyle Bush fan? Uh, hell no, Rutledge. <laughs> <laughs> Motorhead, Matt, I appreciate that. Honesty. Thank you, Motorhead. I'm a John Hunter Nemechek fan. There you go. Oh, that's good. So, that's good. Thank you for that, too, man. That's cool. So, was that, shouldn't that have been like a rhetorical question? Because, like, really, like, like if you are calling to ask about that guy getting penalized, <laughs> do you think he would be a fan? Well, you made the point of when Kyle is saying there on that radio, you know, oh, he still gets to been, run. Yeah, if that would have been, been me, yeah. I would have been parked. Yeah. Yeah. And we all laugh saying, oh, he might have a point there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess the question is now, I don't feel like Kyle did anything out it's of the not, ordinary that wasn't yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. But, 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 but those, those uh, for me, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. Those came out of obviously heat of the moment, a lot of stuff going on. But that's where racing is in a lot of cases right now. Yeah. I mean, there's a yeah. lot more beating and banging now than there was when when Kyle got suspended. And, and yeah. one of those, the the Hornaday deal was blatant, oh, just yeah. blatant, right. blatant, blatant. But at the same time, NASCAR's <clears throat> changed that. How have they changed that? Man, I, I think it's really gray. Yeah, I really do. I think question. it's I think it's really gray. Um, you know, I think. 
roughing each other up, running into each other, spinning each other out, all that stuff. But then hooking somebody the wrong direction yeah. on the straightaway, yeah. usually that is the line. Yeah. And that's usually the line in the sand. Like you go, you're going, two cars going down the straightaway and somebody hooks them and turns them the wrong way. Yeah. Usually that's like, man, that's, that's crossed the line. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was surprised to yeah. see that. Yeah. That's a great point. It was that a great, great question, point. though. Yeah. Motorhead, yeah. Matt, we appreciate you, buddy. Next, we're going to Fred from Chicago, Chi-Town Stand Up. Fred, what's up? Hey, not much. What is up with you guys? Having a great time. Glad you called. What's on your mind? Um, here's what's on my mind. It's about the in- the incidents at Watkins Glen involving Jimmy Johnson and Kyle Busch. I was wondering if you guys think they're going to get payback that's a great question. Are they yeah. gonna are they gonna get payback from this one on? So let's what start with did, what did Jimmy Johnson do? Well, Why is he gonna get payback? Yeah, I guess Jimmy. I think his question is because Jimmy was upset with with Blaney. Ryan Blaney. Oh. Do you think there's would, gonna be any? And Jimmy's never paid anybody back. I don't. Do think so. I don't think so either. I, don't, uh, I think one date. time at Richmond he tried to he tried to wreck Kurt Busch. <laughs> I do remember that a few years ago. And I think that was provoked by Chad, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chad's a fire starter, isn't he? Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's so great. then let's let's no. isolate. Uh, hey, but let me say this. Yeah, let him say this. That's exactly right. I will, say it. I will say that of all places that we race at, Watkins Glen is the easiest place to get in wrecks like that because everywhere else we go, we have a spotter that can see the whole racetrack, yeah. right? We go to Watkins Glen, and there's, we have extra spotters. We have a yeah. spotter in the bus stop. We have a spotter on, on the main straightaway. And some people have one additional spotter. But there's a lot of areas where the spotters can't see. And you are relying on your mirrors and everything. Well, at the same time, you're hopping curbs. You're trying to focus on the entrance to the next corner. You're not always focused on your mirrors. Um, you know, In the heavy braking zones, yeah. you are. So getting into the bus stop, you're pretty, you're pretty yeah. focused on your mirror. Getting into turn one, getting into turn six, the left-hander before you get back to the front straightaway. All of those places, you are studying your mirror as you're getting to the braking zone if there's a guy close behind. And half of those are blind turns, right. like blind hills, by the way. So you're get, watching mirrors, and you don't know what's on the other side. Going through the bus stop and then getting into the carousel, you don't typically expect somebody to get inside of you getting into the carousel. That's very rare. And so I can totally see why Jimmy may have turned in and Blaney might have been there and uh, and they wrecked. It also happens, it happened to me actually with Blaney last year from the exit of six to seven, there's trees and there's a walkover bridge that goes over the front straightaway. And this, the spotters literally cannot see that entrance to that right, last right-hand corner. And the spotters don't know if a car's peaked out or if he's actually there. Yeah. And so you have to rely on your mirrors and yeah. sometimes you wreck. Which are a little bit bigger than a half dollar at that point. So <laughs> by the way, it's over there, it's over here. Like yeah. there's so much, there's just so much you can't see right. that I think it's hard for people to know, especially if you're looking for your shifter. Uh, next we're going to wow. Mark on the phone. But this my man, so much going on in the car, it's crazy. Mark, what's up? Hey, how's it going guys? Um, so I was at the race this weekend. Um, I'm an 18 fan, and me and my son were bummed out, but it was such an exciting race. And I just want to say, last year's race was exciting. The 2017 race was exciting. 16, 15, 14. When are we going to put this race in the chase as the kickoff for the playoffs? Mm. Would you like to see this race? That's a great question. Would you like to see mm. a road course like this 
because it becomes such a wild card yeah. in the playoffs. Is the Roval not enough of a wild card? Ah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Maybe we need to have another one. Yeah. I don't know. But if you're asking me, like if you're asking me, if I'm a fan, maybe my answer is different. But if you're asking me personally, yeah. um, I think a road course in in the playoffs is great. But yeah. we don't need more than that, in yeah. my opinion. NASCAR was built on circle track yeah. racing, and so having you know having that be the heart and in, in the the concentration of the playoffs, I think fits. Yeah. Cool. That's a that's an old is school it, answer. Thank you. Very that well. is good. Right. And to his point, first off, we're so glad you were there and that your son was there and your 18 fans. Is that weekend as exciting for you as it is for fans and those of us that were there being a the part Roval? of it? Yeah. No, the, the, the Watkins Glen. Oh, yeah. yeah. That is, it's an incredible the event. The atmosphere yeah. is yeah. crazy. One, that's one of the coolest places because, you know, all the racetracks we go to, uh, you know, the stands are all around the racetrack and, and you see all everybody and the camping is in the infield. Well, you go to Watkins Glen and as you're driving around the racetrack, there's grandstand here, grandstand there. But the campers, the campers and the tents and the flags and the, and the memorabilia and... and it is so cool to see everybody come out, and, and, and we typically put on a really good race yeah, for them, too. For sure. It's unbelievable, man. Yeah. 5,000 camping spots, and I think they were almost all sold out. Yeah. Uh, so, guys, when we come back... And they uh, probably were all out of beer by Sunday. For sure. You know for they sure. were. We want to know Ooh. which table were you going to be sitting at, because this is a picture that Homestead Miami put up yesterday. It's NASCAR drivers in the cafeteria. Eric... Your table one with Dale Jr. Casey Kane, but look who's next to you, table four. Ooh. That's right. Fans, we want to know which table are you sitting at. Call us 844-NASCAR-NBC with your picks. We'll share some of your answers later on. Don't forget to tweet us. But up next, our racing roots, grassroots racing tour rolls on to Ohio. But short track racing so good makes the fans go, holy Toledo. Stay tuned. <laughs> This will be three in a row for Kyle Larson. Total domination again for Kevin Harvick. Look out of winning for the third time here at Michigan. The Cup Series is heading for Michigan, but the Xfinity Series is on its way to mid-Ohio for more road course action Saturday at 3 Eastern here on NBCSN. Our 50 States in 50 Days tour continues in Ohio. Today we're checking out Toledo Speedway. And just in time, too, because Toledo is hosting its 60th anniversary mm. celebration this weekend. How cool is that? A key figure in Toledo history is Joy Fair, a seven-time track Joy. champion. Joy, Joy. an all-time wins leader with 97 late-model victories. No That's cool. A long list of legends have raced at Toledo, from NASCAR Hall of Famers to short track icon Dick Trickle. The King's been there. Toledo, Toledo also has a deep Tony history Pacos. with the want? ARCA series. Am I messing you up? Yes. Many current <laughs> drivers earned ARCA wins there, including our own Parker Kligerman. Not Woo! to be confused with Patrick Klingerman. Remember to share your short track photos with the hashtag MyTrack. My Roots. John Anks won last weekend's modified feature at Mississippi Thunder Speedway, which where, where, where? is oddly, it's in Wisconsin. Go figure. <laughs> oddly. Kyle Larson, Matt Benedetto, and Tyler Reddick oh! all cut their teeth at Cycle, Cycle Land Speedway. Got my butt kicked at Cycle, by, Cycle yes. Land Speedway by a driver not much taller than those guys, That's Kyle true. Larson. <laughs> and people made fun of me that I couldn't fit in the same cart that they fit in. 
And Matt Gussler won last weekend's Super Street Race at Motor Mile Speedway in cool Virginia. Place. His that first place. win in more than five years. Congrats, yeah. buddy. That place is a great racetrack. I've uh, I've actually won a few races Have there. You really? yeah. Yeah. Come on, so, I tracked my yeah. roots. Thank you guys for sending those. Yes. Now, is it is it true? A little birdie told us that if you had uh, gotten to be in a sprint car or up close to one, that it might have it might have changed your trajectory a little bit. Is that true? Uh, so I grew up watching my grandfather race sprint cars, and I wanted nothing more than to race third sprint yeah. cars, and he would not let me. He wouldn't let me. He said no because, and I'm going to say this, and he's probably watching, <laughs> because he tried to asphalt race and wasn't good at it, but he was phenomenal on dirt. He's, yeah. he, he blamed it on the fact that he learned bad habits from dirt racing. Mm. So he's oh. like, nope. Wow. If you ever want to make something of yourself and you want to go race NASCAR one day, I'm not going to let you race a dirt sprint car because you'll learn too many bad habits. So he was wrong. Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart, Kyle Larson, the list goes on. Plenty mm -hmm. of people have run dirt sprint cars yeah. and uh, have, have done okay. I will say that your grandfather obviously had the same philosophy as Richard Petty because he said if you spent too much time on dirt, you couldn't run asphalt. He was wrong, too. He was wrong. Mm -hmm. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. We heard that story at a My Track, My Roots track That's with cool. Ricky Stenhouse. That's right. We were shooting Racing Roots. We were at the ditch. At right? the ditch. And, Riverside uh, International Speedway. That's right. We I, heard that. I, I love dirt spring cars. It was cool. I grew yeah. up watching it and always wanted to race one and yeah. never got to. I think you made the right move. Yeah, I think you I know? did, too. I'm glad you did. It here. worked out. We're going to get back to the phone lines and take more of your calls next on Motor Mouths. Don't go anywhere. Jokesters here during the breaks. Uh, great news. We got Eric Almarola here. We're going to get back I'm to the phones. Here. I'm still here. Yes, you are. We're going to our man Marvin. Blue is on the line. Marvin, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, Rutledge? Hi, Kyle. And what's up, Eric? You're looking nice tonight, my man. <laughs> what's up? Thank you. Marvin, hey, what's on your mind, pal? You hey, thank you so much for getting uh, for talking about my track, Field Speedway. I love that track. But, Eric, I want to get to you, buddy. Uh, with four races left to go, who do you think is going to win the poll on Sunday, uh, uh, for the poll on Sunday? And you got a fast uh, Smithfield uh, Ford that will get you to victory lane on Sunday? Man, he's taking all my sponsor plugs. Yeah, right? I, I mean, how nice yeah. is that? That's, that's, that's if you Marvin. can drive, Thank you're you, hired. Marvin. Right? If you can drive, you're hired this weekend. I'll call in sick. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think I'm going to get the poll. We qualify... Yeah, I think I think we have a really good shot at going there to get the pole. We qualified second last time. I feel like the car we're bringing back is a brand new race car, a little bit better. Um, so I feel like we'll have a good shot. It's a great one with our Smithfield Ford Mustang, like you said. Bing. Thank you very much, Sponsor Marvin. Good actually, call, man. Good wait, call. What? I'm totally wrong. It's not even a Smithfield oh, Ford Mustang this weekend. But that was a great plug, Marvin. <laughs> we do love that, them. We got a new sponsor. Who is it? 3D Systems. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they yeah. 3D printed your car. Yes. Yeah. So, forgive me. I'm sorry. That's why his car is new and improved. It was 3D printed. That's, That's right. right. The old, one's exactly. old one was Woo! 2D, as far yeah. as you know. This new one's 3D. Yes. Look yeah, at this cool look at thing. I watched and I thought, well, it's not like the car's just going to no, pop right out of there. And then Michigan. the car popped right out of there. Yeah. That was awesome. Wow. I, just si I just signed it yesterday. and one Did lucky, you really? Yeah, one lucky fan's going to win it. So wow, it's man, really that cool. Is cool. I it was, is really cool. I'm still crushed when I found out that I wasn't eligible for that free bacon for life. Uh, Cindy is on the line from North Dakota. Cindy, what's on your mind? Good afternoon, gentlemen. 
Good afternoon. How are you? Good evening. <laughs> I just got to say uh, that race Sunday, I loved it. You know, it, it puts the racing back in the driver's hands, you know, not having a spotter all the time. And I love Bubba. I tell you what, he, he raced good. But let me tell you, Eric, I'm feeling the good vibes this weekend because I'm Irish, Irish Hills of Michigan. That's you right. You got this, Paul. You got it. You well, just said Grandma Cindy said. You bet. Grandma ah. Cindy. Grandma Cindy. So could I trade could I trade those good feelings in for a win? I'm just I'm just <laughs> I asking. I do believe so. Oh, okay, so I so Paul and the win. Grandma time. Grandma Cindy says. Grandma Cindy, here's what we're right gonna on. do. Since yeah. since you're putting those good vibes out for Eric, I just want you to know if Eric wins, we are gonna come up with some sort of T-shirt pack to send you, and we'll just write Grandma Cindy, and we'll put it in the mail. Grandma Cindy says, and we believe That's that it. we'll Grandma find Cindy you. Says. Yeah. But you are so awesome to call. It was a great race. You yeah. can win yes. this weekend. Thank what you. What an awesome Thank thing. You. Next, we're going to go to Kristen, who is in Montana. This is very exciting for us. No I, one has ever called Rutledge from Montana. I so don't thank you so. for calling. Thank Kristen, you so much. Welcome Absolutely. to the show. But, How are you doing? Thanks for having me. I just want to say that Motor Mouse is the best post-race day show on air. So keep it up, you guys. I love thank it. Thank you. Because when we yeah, say it, it sounds like bragging. I was going to say, do I get, yes, do I get to join in on like, the excitement? Yeah, you get yes. all the credit. Okay. This is it. Yes, because of Eric, absolutely. All right. Maybe they'll ask me back. I have a two-part question for you. Hit us. Uh, First is, it looked like there was 0% chance of rain on Sunday. So why do all the cars have a windshield wiper on at the road course racetracks? Hmm. And then my second part is, with so many similarities to the body, why are you allowed to place the windshield wiper in a different Place it. These are great, great questions. Great Those are great questions. And I'm so glad. Inquiring minds want to know, and we're going to hear yeah. it from Eric right here. Yeah. Why are some windshield wipers over here, some up here? Why do you run the windshield wiper when there's no shot at rain? Right. So we have to, I believe. I think it's NASCAR mandated okay. that we have to be prepared for the rain. Nate, is that true? You have to have the mechanism. You have to have the mechanism. Anyways, whatever. Don't listen to Nate. Um, <laughs> He's off so, camera. I'm going to ask him good. I'm going to ask him and then shut him down immediately. So, Go ahead. So you have to have the mechanism, and the uh, the we all run the blade because we try and direct the air where we want it to. So some cars run it um, facing a little bit to the left, trying to get the air to flow over the left side of the car to get it to that side of the spoiler. Wow. And some yeah. some cars run it to the right, thinking that it will help them get some air over to the right side of the splitter, uh, spoiler. So it's really about directing the airflow. And um, I believe that uh, it's easier, if you're going to run the mechanism, to just run the blade on there in case you do get rain. And I know there was a 0% chance of rain, but you won't know this because it wasn't on air. But two hours before the start of the race, it was raining. Yes, it was. And so there was a lot of nervous drivers thinking that we were going to race in the rain. Do you think the wiper does anything truly for aero? Uh, I don't think I don't, so. I don't, I don't either. It I, never did anything for me, but I always run it on the back glass. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is to me? You ever seen a, a guy who doesn't have so any he, hair? He's wearing a visor that has hair in it, and you know he's not fooling yeah, anyone? It's yeah, like that to yeah, me. Yeah, okay, okay. I got it. It's there. Right. We just know it's not doing anything. It's like a hair visor. That's yeah, what he just compared a windshield wiper to a hair visor. You're welcome. Thank that was a great much. question, Montana. Great question. That, that was, was a great question. We're going Montana. to Anthony yeah. next in your home state uh, of Florida. Anthony, nice. what's on your mind? Yes. Well, uh, well. first off, before I ask Eric, I'm a little this question. I would like to say on NBCSN that yesterday was my 21st birthday. 
Wow. Happy, Happy 21st, birthday. man. Happy 21st. Happy, yeah. Did you, yes. just, did you just wake up? <laughs> no, not really. I didn't just wake up. No, I, I uh, had a great birthday, nevertheless, for sure. All right, good. 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 Did you, get, did you good. get some new stat books, man? Did you get some new stat books? Well, there's a stat I would like to tell Eric Amarola this. He's has higher points than he was at this time 365 days ago. So that mm. tells me he's doing a little bit better than he was at this time last year. But really the question I wanted to ask Eric Amarola is, which one of the races in the playoffs are you most looking forward to? Uh, I think Vegas is, is really the one – um, that you, you have to come out of the box and really set the tone for the playoffs. And so I'm looking forward to Vegas uh, going there with, with uh, you know, hopefully a, a really fast race car. And if you can come out of Vegas and, and be inside the top eight in points, the next two you can kind of race a little bit more conservatively. Not that you can ever race conservatively in the playoffs, but getting out of Vegas, if you leave Vegas in a hole – man, it just sets the tone for the next two weeks where you're in scramble mode and you're kind of racing in desperation. If you can leave Vegas on the good side of being in the top 12 to advance or obviously winning, uh, it, it certainly makes the next yeah. two weeks a lot easier. So uh, I'm looking forward to Vegas. I think that'll be a good one for us. Uh, Dover last year was a really, really good track for us, and we ran really well there and had a shot to win. I'm looking forward to going back to that one. So... I think those two tracks just kind of going into the playoffs are, are ones that I'm kind of focused on. Good. Nicely done. Guys, yeah. great questions that segment, callers. Y'all yes, stepped it up. And Maybe Anthony, the best ever. Great stats as always. Coming up, Nate Ryan joins us with your social media feedback. Let me say this is next. Let me say this. Let me say this. No, I'm going to say this. Let me say this. But I'm going to say this. Let me say this. Let me say this. Sorry, caller. Okay, I'm going to say this. No, let me say this. Hey, Kyle, let somebody else talk for once. But I'm telling you something. But I'm going to tell you. And listen. Man, you talk a lot. I will say it forever. <laughs> oh, my God. We have lost the show, Nate. <laughs> oh, it's that time again. Oh Look God, who's thank here. You. Nate. Ryan, Nate, will you will you take over? Because now sure. it's please, time that we get please. to jump into the let me say this me hashtag. Say this. Yes. yes. Uh, hashtag let me say this. Imelda wants to know for Eric, uh, which of your teammates do you hang out with the most? Mm. Suarez, Boyer, Harvick. <sighs> Who's your bud? Honestly, away from the shop and away from the track, none of them. I, uh, I have a wife and two <laughs> there kids. There you have it. People. I have a wife and two kids, and they consume all of my time away from the racetrack. Let's, you guys like Go ahead. Let's pretend you Yeah, we all do. Like Let's say you're at the track, though. Uh, no families are there this particular weekend. Who's the first one you go say, hey, how's your day out of those teammates? Mm, probably Daniel, because he, he enjoys riding bikes, and I enjoy yeah. riding bikes. And so if my wife and kids aren't there and I'm going to go take off on a bike ride, I'd probably text Daniel and yeah. say, hey, amigo, you want to go ride? There we go. So, thank you. Yeah, there you go. Right uh, Rob Elliott wants to know, what do you think you can do better as a driver on short tracks such as Bristol to get a win? Oh, man. Um, well, I thought we had a really good car there in the spring, and I only made it two laps and got in a wreck. So, um, <laughs> so people I feel like, don't wreck ahead of you. Then yeah, you so okay. I feel like Bristol is one of those places that I've run really well at over the years but haven't broke through to win. Um, man, I don't know. I, I've... Everything. Got to do everything better. Got to yeah. gotta go faster. Got to go 
one time uh, Ronnie Crooks told me this. You know who Ronnie Crooks yep, is? Yep. Ronnie Crooks told me, hey, he said, I'm going to let you in on a little secret, rookie. When I first showed up to, <laughs> to Joe Gibbs Racing, he said, I was super nervous about qualifying at Martinsville. And he said, I'm going to tell you a secret about qualifying here. He said, the trick is when you cross start finish line, you got to hurry up and get back to it quicker than anybody else. <laughs> so that's old yeah. school knowledge right there. That's good. So that's it answers good. it. I just got to go faster. So it answers it. Uh, James Picaretto wants to know uh, because you're 96 points ahead of the cutoff line, do you yep. feel confident the last four races of the regular season? I actually asked you this, at the Glen. You did. And your answer was no. I don't. I'm yeah. still terrified that I could fall out of the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, so. you you have a mechanical failure. You get in a wreck two weeks in a row. Next thing you know, you're 20 points ahead of the cutoff line and it is a different story um so yeah i've learned i've learned in life uh to never be too confident you mean just bad stuff can happen you gotta i want to go win and that will take care of everything but if not i mean you just have to you have to be prepared for anything it, it fascinates me every driver believes they can go forward but their biggest fear is failure yeah right That's you right, know what yeah. i mean i mean it's such a juxtaposition yeah. of those two emotions yeah that was pretty big right there. I'm I was. so I impressed with you. No, I don't know where <laughs> In this from. moment, I, I am blown I'm away. I'm yeah. sorry. In I'm sorry. I'm yes, sorry. Uh, there we are. Uh, Jared, who apparently is one of your biggest fans, wants to know what your chances are of winning at Michigan Sunday. You feel good about this? I think weekend? really good. I feel like the last year and a half, two years, uh, Ford has had a stranglehold on, on Michigan. Uh, obviously, Doug Yates brings really good engines, mm -hmm. um, so that helps. And, and I feel like we had a really good car uh, there in the spring. Yeah. So... Uh, qualified second, ran up front. Uh, Joey was really good, led a lot, and won the race. But I feel like uh, I feel like we'll have a good shot. All right, and then finally, hashtag. Let me say this, this is for everybody. Grandma Cindy says I'm gonna win. So yeah, yeah, she does. That's, there you got go. that going yeah. for you. There you go. Which is nice. Uh, yeah, which Amy is nice. wants everybody to know that uh, Blaney wasn't quivering, uh, and she's got photo evidence to prove it. Oh, which let's I see think it. we can see. Okay. pull up right here. Oh, we don't have oh, it. Okay. Wow. All right, well. What a letdown. <laughs> Amy had a photo of Ryan Blaney being confronted by Jimmy Johnson, and she said, hey, this pretty much proves no, he wasn't So, But wait a second. Right. Yes, please. I, yeah. Yes. So I have what a question. Say? I have a question. And I know this is kind of Captain Obvious stuff, but <laughs> yep. how does a photo, yes. show. a still shot, Great. I don't know. Great. I know. show, give evidence, give evidence of a quivering lip? <laughs> yeah. That's Amy, what I got She may know. have been a Ryan Blaney fan. <laughs> Amy, here... Or quivering lips. <laughs> oh, but that's you no, know, it's a picture. Oh, that's it's true. a picture. That's yeah, true. It's, it's a not picture. quivering now. Quivering lips. Uh, this is so exciting, guys. Our, our guest, Eric Alvarola, and his family went to a place where everything is awesome. You're going to see it when Motor Mouths returns. That's <laughs> so funny. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability.